Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Jay. Today we're talking about some important life lessons. Many of us have encountered life lessons that have changed the trajectory of our lives. And some of these lessons I'm going to share with you, you might have already had, but maybe you didn't learn the lesson you needed to from it. Maybe you did. But... The most important thing is looking at these lessons in a reflective manner about how can you grow as a human being? How can you improve yourself as a human being? Taking the time to embrace the moment. It's something very special. And the way that I was able to leverage my psychology to do this is to think about how I can add value to your life with some of the biggest lessons I have ran into. Either I've learned these lessons and been able to apply them or they are on my list of to-dos. So, let's dig in to life lessons that can make you have a more fulfilling life now. One very important thing you need to learn in life is to do things your way. Don't be a people pleaser. Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Girl... The saying goes, you always finish last. Well, it seems to be the truth. Over my lifetime and the research I've done, it doesn't do well. It's not respected. If you always say yes to everything everybody asks of you, if you don't have your own point of view, if you don't stand for your own morals and beliefs and things, In general, people will find disrespect for you or they will just not look at you in a kind light. It's empowering to stand up for what you believe in. So do it your way. You got to give yourself permission to be fully and authentically yourself because that is what really the world needs right now more than ever. Nobody is designed to be a copy of somebody else. I've stressed this over and over again. You are unique, designed to be you and only you. And the truth is, literally, we talked about this before, your brain is completely unique to any other brain. Your DNA is uniquely you And only you. I mean, even when they say identical twins, they're not identical. There are still differences. There's enough of similarity when you look at them. You say they're identical twins, but they're completely different personalities, thinking processes, likes and dislikes, 
Nobody is the same and will ever be the same. There's too many factors in life that depend on making you who you are, your parents, your upbringing, the city you live in, the country you live in, the financial situation, poverty or rich or middle class, uh, um, what are your hobbies? What do you like? Do you like art? Do you like mathematics? I mean, all these things matter to define who you are, and that makes you unique, and it makes you a necessary part of this world that people need. None will come before or after you and be like you. It's a miracle. You are a fucking miracle, okay? You don't fit into any particular box. So don't put yourself in a prison trying to people please. Reality is people respect keeping it real. You've probably heard the statement before, especially because it's the title of the show, but real people recognize other real people to a certain extent. Now, I've had an episode about using alter egos that can help alter the way you react in certain situations to build confidence, to gain a different perspective, to project yourself in a different way, which is not completely being a fake. It is a way to help you through certain situations in life that can be very successful. But ultimately, you can use that alter ego to be completely yourself. Use the alter ego to be who you are. Because you're trapped by fear being yourself. It takes the shackles off. If that's what helps you do it. Otherwise, if you don't need that technique, just forget about what people are thinking. Because... Honestly, people are thinking about their self and their own bullshit in their life. They're not thinking about you. People are inundated with this thinking. So, anyways, being fully and authentically yourself, demonstrating that you care and that you love, that you're coming at everything with pure, objective, honesty, love, sincerity. Today, it's it's so rare, should I say? Because so many people wear masks. So do it your way. I hope you can get inspiration from what I'm saying. I mean, we need this in the world right now. There's too many copies. There's too many people trying to emulate other people on social media and crap like that. It's a mimetic society. And if you look up mimetic desire um, or just mimetics in general, people like to mimic other people to fit in psychologically it's a weird thing, but it absolutely exists. Get over it. Be you. Stand out. 
Don't fit in. Be the awkward one. Be unusual because that makes you stand out and that is what makes you special. So, I will go ahead and step off the box on this one and leave it at that. Next up, distraction. Distraction steals from your life. Empowerment heals your life. Right now in our society, we have a massive proclivity towards distraction. We have a massive proclivity towards negativity and paying attention to what's wrong and fear. That's a big fire burning that's really cultivating this imminent fear and also distracting and also being distracted by fear. And so the reality is for most folks today, they would rather watch a fucking dumpster trash fire than look at a beautiful scenic sunset. That would get their attention far more than something beautiful. Is that not crazy? Who is the most recent person that we can watch being mauled by a bear or being shot on YouTube or something else other than looking at beautiful scenic pictures or a video of somebody getting a proposal of marriage, falling in love, the surprise of a soldier coming home from war to his children. People don't look at that crap. People want to see something horrible, despicable, fearful, nasty, horrible shit. That is what people are wired for. Fear. Nastiness. Despicable. All. Just jaw-dropping shit that makes you go, oh my God, I got to share this with somebody. Have you seen this dude that got his fucking face ripped off by this bear, bro? Check this shit out. Because that's what's cool. It's like little snacks for the mind. You know what I mean? It's a little dopamine hit. These distractions steal you away from real life. I'm not even talking about just being on the internet and other things, just gossip, everything, just distractions. They steal your empowerment. It's a big lesson to learn. The reason this is such a big lesson is seeing the fact that there are people who are out here creating very powerful, transformative, easily accessible programs, whether it's through a podcast like this one and many others that are putting free information out to help people, whether it's through courses that you can buy or get for free off so many different websites. Believe me, I have dived into this and got educated for free. Look into it if you don't know about it. It's amazing all the different courses that are out there for free. There's other stuff. I mean, what about books? Does anybody read a book anymore? I mean, I don't care. You don't have to read a book. Reading a book's actually better for your brain than listening to an audiobook, but you can still take the information in with an audiobook. It's great. It's way better than not doing it. So, 
there's so much stuff that's distracting you from taking in good information. It's readily available. And like I said, most of the time it's for free. For fucking free! Everybody wants shit for free. Well, most of the stuff that's going to be good for you in your life and change your life, it's for free. And yet instead of pushing play on that or accessing this kind of material, most people are caught up in watching the negativity, the fear, the horrible, distracting junk trash. It's, it's the junk food media of the world. The junk food of the world is what attracts people, okay? And no disrespect to all these different forms of mediums that are out there. Some of them, yes, I'll disrespect, like trash media that lies and sensationalizes uh, horrible stories with false headlines and shit just to make you click on it and look at it. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you for wasting people's time and life and brainwashing people into believing bullshit that they go spat off to somebody else and starts division between people. Fuck you. These people, fuck you. This is what you feel good about in your heart making a living doing. What the hell has happened to this world? If that's all you can do to make a buck. But I mean, there's other things that are distracting too. Like, I mean, video games, movies, blah, 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 go on and on. It's not all horrible. A little bit of this here and there is okay. But what about bettering who you are as a human being? I'm just saying this because these lessons, I've experienced it firsthand. Okay? And since I've experienced it, I want to share it with you because I'm pretty sure you've experienced this too. As I'm talking, you're thinking about where this has fit in in your life and you have been pulled into the trap of distraction. Are any of you sports fans? Okay, and if you're not, just take the lesson here. How many of you are sports fans... And you watch your favorite football team, or maybe not even your favorite football team. You watch every damn football game that's on, watching these warriors, these gladiators, these ultimate physical specimens of human beings clashing on the field, doing spectacular things, physical feats that are so amazing. It's you can't take your eyes off it while you sit there with things that you have talents and glory that could be dived into where you could be showing the world that you are something spectacular. You are something amazing, but you know what? You're so caught up watching somebody else be great. Ours. Hours, days, weeks, years, you spend watching somebody else be great, putting time and energy into watching other people be great instead of into yourself. 
investing in yourself and your own greatness should be more important. It's not that you can't admire and appreciate the greatness of other people and express it. Whether it's for football, baseball, golf, chess players, I don't care, whatever the hell it is, man. You could look at this and be musicians, artists, whatever. You can absolutely invest in those things and have a good time, but... At some season in your life, you're teeming with potential and it's bottled up and it needs to have a revelation, a moment where it's realized, where it's released. You can't just keep watching everyone else's excellence and not release your own. You watch other people share their gift, their purpose they were put here on the world And what in the fuck are you doing? I'm telling you this because I've done it. I have been captivated and distracted. Okay? So it's not a shame game here. I'm trying to express to you in a very vivid sense so you can wake up from this hypnotism. This brainwashing that you get into where you just enjoy over and over doing these things to distract yourself instead of becoming a better person. You have a gift. You have something that's just as great as these people you're watching doing something. It could be anything. I'm not saying you got to be a ball player. I'm not saying you got to be a great artist. I'm not saying that you got to be a great musician. I'm not saying there is a specific form of greatness because every single category you look at, you can be great in. Albert Einstein was a great mathematician and and physics and whatever else he was wonderful in. You could be a scientist that's not pursuing what you could be great in. I'm just trying to help you understand it does not make a difference. Don't just listen to the examples because the examples are endless. So distraction steals. Empowerment heals. So what does that mean on the other side? Empowerment heals is that when we plug ourselves into the investing of ourselves in our growth, in our greatness, it starts to fix things in our lives that we didn't even know were wrong. It's very difficult to explain this unless you've been through it, which many people probably listening right now, I know that you've experienced this. You're focusing on improving yourself. It's not just one thing that improves. So many different areas of our lives improve. You might just focus on improving your health and suddenly your relationships improve. There's crossovers into other areas. 
or you realize that your standards for your relationships relationships improve and relationships that were negative and that were draining you and that were taking advantage of you, those things no longer fit. So you get rid of them. You, it's all of a sudden it makes sense. Or maybe you're investing in your career and learning how to be the best possible version of yourself within this particular thing that you're passionate about, your purpose. And within that purpose, you have a greater sense of who you are, a greater spiritual connection that's tied to that, that you weren't even expecting because now you're in that purpose. You feel it, the energy, the universal energy, it comes into you. You're filled with something. You get goosebumps. You're connected to it. You know what I mean? Everybody's had that experience at once, twice, maybe many more times in their life where they got little goosebumps from something. So you're just unlocking these doors. I'm thinking about like the Matrix. I love the Matrix personally, and I'm looking very forward to the brand new Matrix that's about to come out. Thought it was great. But going up to these doors, and it opens, it's like one particular place of reality, and then the door closes, and it opens again, you're somewhere completely different. Neo experienced this in the movies if you didn't watch The Matrix. And if you didn't, I don't know how because it was a worldwide sensation. So anyways, maybe not a good uh, parallel to draw here if you haven't seen the movies. There's so many doors of reality right here in this reality. So many different versions of what life can be. And sometimes we have a new life that is expressed at some point and we can be very different. We can think very different than we've ever thought before. We react and respond different to the world around us than we ever have before. We have an awakening, but it's never just one awakening, awakening, excuse me. It's a continuous process. So that empowerment heals. Just remember the empowerment heals. It's you're focusing on yourself. The distraction from all the other stuff I talked about earlier steals away from your life. The social media giants. Some of you have seen the uh, program on Netflix that was on social media. I don't absolutely know for sure that everybody's seen it. It's like the Matrix, but the social dilemma. But the the social media giants, the multi-billion dollar entities, I mean, which is great. They make lots of money, good for them. But they are proactively stealing your attention, distracting you from your life. That is their main focus. They have the smartest people in the world working on psychological issues with programming. 
these scientists that are behind this make sure that they can keep you on your phone or computer as much as possible. That's their job. That's what they're paid to do. It's their number one goal. And most people have no idea this is happening. You think you're just going to check your phone, right? It's a little ding. Or maybe you don't even hear a notification. You just want to take a look. But you check it real quick. It doesn't turn into real quick. You're just going to look. It's You're not going to just look. All of a sudden, it's like a void. You go into this black hole of scrolling. You know, it's like going to Las Vegas and you just keep pulling the lever, pulling the lever, pulling the lever. You're addicted. You got to keep going until you hit the jackpot. Did I get more likes? Did somebody share my post? I wonder who's checking me out. It's not to say that you can't do these things, but for many of the people in society today, we've started to lose interest in what really matters and started to care more about what everybody in this alternative reality is thinking. And they may be on your friends list, but they're not even your real fucking friends. Whose attention really matters and adds value to your life? Is it your close friends and family? Do you replace that with the opinions and concerns of strangers who are acknowledging and checking you out and following you and seeing what you're up to? Why the hell would you do that? Again, not to say that one is inherently bad and that, you know... It's it's horrible and I'm just calling attention to where is your attention? Calling attention to where is your attention? Is it distracting you from what matters? Is it distracting you from greatness? Is it distracting you from creating art, music, uh your business, your new life, your new job? Is it distracting you from your health? Because very rarely do you get sucked into the internet black hole because that's what it really is. It pulls us into another dimension. It's like some different world. You leave the real world. You're not in this environment anymore. You're inside your phone or computer universe. It's rare that you go into this universe scrolling on these things for 45 minutes, an hour, and you come out feeling like, oh man, I feel so great. That was so awesome. I feel amazing. I feel physically and mentally better having gone down the rabbit hole. No, it's... Not to say that you can't. I mean, every once in a while, yeah, you, you got those likes and you got some new friends that requested you and it's a hot girl or a hot guy or somebody stroked your ego and told you how cool you look or how great that picture was. 
But if you're jumping around again, our minds are not wired up that way. It's it's training your mind to be more distracted. You're literally every time you're doing this, you're training more and more distraction. You're teaching your mind to operate this way. So it can't stay focused. And how can you ever do anything meaningful in life if you constantly stay distracted? It steals your empowerment. And remember, empowerment is what heals you. So proactively plugging ourselves into the empowerment, that is what it's about. Using technology and not allowing it to use you. That's the rub. Because it's not that the technology is good or bad. You can use it either way. It's how are people using it. Or is it using you because they programmed it to control you? Is that what it's doing? I'm asking you. Think about it. What's your screen time? How often do you look at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok? How often are you sucked into their worlds? YouTube? How often are you doing what they want you to do, staying locked in. All right, let's talk about education because it kind of needs to go next after this. It's your responsibility. You think it's the schools? You think it's the college? It's your responsibility. And it's within your power. I understand more than ever, and just to paraphrase a quote that's attributed to Mark Twain, which is to never let school get in the way of your education. How old is that saying? That's from a long time ago. Now it's relevant more than ever. If you're getting it, for us, is looking at the results, looking at the outpicturing of our society going through our conventional education system. What are the outcomes? Are people more depressed or are they more happy? Are people more healthy or more fat and diseased? Are people more fulfilled or depressed and suicidal and ready to just lay down and give up because at the end of the day what's the point if we're not achieving these things life liberty and the pursuit of happiness is what it's based on here in america and should be everywhere you should have control over your life not somebody else You should have liberty and justice. You should be able to pursue happiness because society is set up to enable you to go after it. Why we even go to pursue it, by the way, we could just be happy. But we got all these mental prerequisites. We got to make it through the conventional 
cookie cutter educational system that is not actually training people on things that are most valuable in the real world. There is no success 101 class. I think everybody would have taken this class if it was available, but it's not. If there was a success one-on-one class, I'd have taken it. It's never existed. Okay? I'm just throwing it straight out there. All these, like, biology class, nutritional science class, they're not teaching me how to actually have a successful career in the field That doesn't come with the deal. It's really a lot of random shit. And you're supposed to know this. You have to have this many credits over here and science over there, that many credits, English, this many credits over there and this and that and whatever. Okay, well, it's a bunch of shit to make money. And plug you into the system to make you a cog in the wheel the way you are made to work in the system from kindergarten through college is get in line do what you're told shut up take a test and be obedient and subservient makes perfect freaking workers for big businessmen back to the Rockefellers and everybody else this was the plan I'm not going to get conspiracy theorists on you, but it's not what makes entrepreneurs. It's not what makes creative people. It's not what makes people wildly successful. It makes you a very average, dumbed-down person who knows how to follow the rules and do what you're told. So what about practical application? What about dealing with anxiety? What about learning how to fuel my body? What about communication with other human beings? What about learning how to balance my finances? There's shit. There's so much. There's communication class sometimes, honestly, if we're being honest, unless you've got a stellar teacher who's lived this and is not talking about a theory. It's not actually you're you're not going to deeply ingrain in that connection to how to actually better communicate with other people and how to receive communication from other people because the communication isn't just what's coming out of your mouth to them it's what they're hearing and what go i mean this goes back to them i and it's body language too i mean there's there's IQ and intelligence quotient and there's EQ emotional quotient. They both matter, but IQ is the only thing anybody ever talks about. But EQ, I believe gets you further in life. Some people call it street smarts, learning how to deal socially with people. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to have a high EQ. You can be stellar at EQ and do great in life and be kind of a simpleton. All right, but anyways, if we had the template taught to us that would not be so much infighting and ignorance, but today most people, they just want to spew out their thing 
and not really receive and pick up the other side of a story. And so this is where we go get into segregation in teams. Now, this is the team against that team. It's very polarized today. You know what I mean? Like it's this person against that person. And I don't have to name names. Everybody knows all the different segregations out there today. There's more than ever. And people aren't really hearing each other. They're just basing their stuff on. We'll get to another big lesson in a moment. Things are not often grounded in reality. It's just biases. Uh, maintain their sense of separatism from the other group. And so education is definitely your responsibility. And it's within your power today more than ever. It's easier to get than ever. That's what I'm saying. So it's at your fingertips, man. It's right on your phone. You can learn from the best people in the world in this respective subject matter, whatever it may be that you're interested in. The top people in real estate, the you can literally like pick up your phone and for free access their information, hear their stories, hear their insights, hear their principles, whether it's health, wellness, whether it's specifics like neuroscience, whether it's specifics like nutrition, it's all free. But I don't know how many people are actually using this to get ahead in life. That's the scary thing is it's out there, but it's maybe skimmed over or looked at, but nobody seems to be really doing something with this. The educational system rules. Everybody still pays so much attention to the educational system and getting a fucking degree because your life sucks if you don't get a degree and pay $100,000 to Stanford University. Here's just a little example. Somebody that got a university education, what he says. I learned from the university maybe 1% I might use in the real world. Maybe 1%. But not to say that the collegiate education doesn't have its value because I've learned things like self-management, for example, relationship building. There was some of that in there. But these are things that don't require you to have $100,000 of debt to be able to learn those things. The system is, I struggle to say, but maybe broken because it's been operating this way for quite some time and it's very good at doing exactly what it is still doing which is having a lot of people in our society who are struggling to access fulfillment, who are struggling to access mental health, well-being, who are struggling to access their potential because our system defines people by being able to have this rote memorization and to follow cookie-cutter frameworks define how intelligent they are by that. And it's never about how smart you are. It's about how you are smart and what degree you have. Well, there you go. That's a student. And what he says. Very good. Do you see? 
So it's, it's never about how smart you are. It's how you are smart. There are people who are absolute geniuses when it comes to design, when it comes to art. When it comes to writing, they may be an absolute wreck. And math, for example. It might just be like they're they're kryptonite. They can't do it. And yet they're led to believe in many instances that they might even get held back and people aren't going to appreciate the gifts that they do have. The normal structure of education isn't appreciation, appreciating how gifted they are in writing, for example, or the expression of art that they have and their beauty and their talent because of these other factors that are all correlated into deciding as a whole are they a smart human being or not or a dummy truly there are more people's names we don't know who would have superseded some of the geniuses that we see today in music and art and writing and engineering because They were led to believe that they were not smart. And the system that we currently have that doesn't acknowledge oftentimes the gifts that people truly have. Our system isn't about accessing your gift and helping you cultivate it and bring it forward and flourishing and nurturing it. It's about learn these cookie cutter things Hope you make your way out, get into good school, good luck, then on to real world with degree. <laughs> it's a freaking crock of shit. And these colleges, they make a fucking killing. And just in case you didn't know, It's a debt you can never erase. You can file for bankruptcy, but college debt follows you for life. They can subtract it from your social security check when you're on your deathbed. It's the only debt you cannot escape if you did not know that. I just wanted to share it with you because it's so vile and disgusting and the government allows it because they are in coercion with these fine, these, uh, Fiscal institutions of teaching and learning. And then I look at their athletes that are making them millions and billions of dollars. Some of these college athletes make colleges so much freaking money. And you know what? They're struggling to get by. They're struggling to pay for their books. They're struggling to get the housing. Why? You pay fucking pro athletes millions of fucking dollars. If these athletes are so spectacular, give them some fucking money, you greedy sons of bitches. That's just my thought. It doesn't make no sense, does it? Doesn't make no sense. It's like the Olympics, too. They rape the people in the Olympics, but we're on education right now. But Olympians... 
unless you're fucking making a gold medal and you get on a Wheaties box or some shit, I mean, you're still probably not making a whole lot, but you're making some money at least then. World's best fucking athlete struggling to make money. Give me a fucking break. People in these instances that I'm speaking of have the system so rigged to take money from people. Don't let them find out how you can put your best out there and get the most out of it on your own. Talk to people, reach out to people, ask questions. Don't just fall for the same old technique that everybody does, which is go get a goddamn degree at college that doesn't even assure you that you're going to get a great paying job or do anything important with your life. If you have a gift, find a mentor or somebody to help you get recognized, do something, put, show your talent. If anything, use these platforms that are out here now, all the social media platforms to start showcasing your talents. Cause if you stand out, the world will appreciate you. We will love you. And you know what? You'll generate ad revenue. You'll get sponsors from somebody. Fucking Nike, Gatorade. Somebody will fucking want to sponsor you. You're a musician. Maybe fucking Fender or Les Paul or fucking Jackson or somebody will want to give you a guitar contract. I don't know. I'm just saying you just can't trust the colleges because they want to take as much from you as they can and give you a subpar education that rates you on all sorts of metrics that don't matter for real life. Anyways, I'm getting on a soapbox here about that shit. Let me digress. Just remember, don't let the world get in the way of your education. You're in control of your fucking education. You decide what you want to learn. Everything is at your fingertips nowadays. You can get education at an instant. And if it's not free, which most of it is, it's damn cheap to get any kind of education you want. Get it. Plug in. Feed that amazing freaking brain of yours exactly what it needs to excel in your precise activity or purpose in life that you have. Pardon me, I had to burp. Okay, let me move on to something else because I've spewed enough on this one. All right, principles over prejudice. Prejudice, biases. Our tendency today, and I can't, say more than ever because it's been a thread throughout humanity's existence throughout history if you just take a sneak peek back we tend to outpicture these things as a society until something happens a breakthrough moment 
And what I mean by this is that we tend to operate almost exclusively through our lens of reality and nothing else. We often don't acknowledge that there are other ways outside of what we know. Yes, other points of view, other ways things operate. It is true. And so we have this whole category of different cognitive biases and this is a normal thing we all just naturally we see the world through our own eyes and believe that's how things are but there are other people with other eyes seeing things other ways and we need to realize that. We experience the world through our eyes though and our experience We can't live through somebody else's experience. Okay? It's hard. But that's where understanding comes in. You need to look outside yourself and not be a selfish sack of shit and think about your purpose, your beliefs, your biases only. Okay? You get caught up in it. It's like a trap door thinking that this is the only way. This is the only solution. And I believe it's real. Don't be a freaking idiot. That's what the Ku Klux Klan thought. That's what the Black Panthers thought. Okay, that's the kind of thinking that leads to one way. There's never one singular way will almost never so today more than ever unfortunately science is being viewed like it's definite that this particular discovery of the hypothesis is the end all be all and right now there's a lot of different hypotheses that are driving a lot of decisions that are being made as a culture And what you do when you have a hypothesis, and it could be based off of an observational study, for example, or a comparative study, but then you take that hypothesis and you put it up against more rigorous testing in the form of something like a randomized controlled trial or even a crossover study as well, which are the peak studies, the best studies, Nothing like anecdotal or any of these other comparative bullshit studies that I'm talking about that have little validity. And then you see what is the outpicturing of that thing when put under scrutiny, when we actually examine what happens when we implement this one specific thing. What is the implication? What's the outpicturing of the result? What results take place when we actually examine this thing, this hypothetical thing that's not being done? All right, there is so much bullshit that sounds good. We've got a little bit of data over here, we got a little bit of this over there. And when I look at it like this and I misconstrue it like that, it's science. No, it's fucking not. 
Science is repeatable. It's heavily studied. It's done in a controlled manner. So it's not the definite answer what you think you have here. That's the problem with people nowadays. They take anecdotal little studies, little stupid bullshit people do, and they think it's valid. It is an absolute because people don't understand scientific studies. And even the best scientific studies sometimes are not definitive. New stuff comes up later that disproves certain things. What happens with science routinely, literally every day, beliefs that we have in science change. Some of these beliefs could be decades long, could be centuries long. They change. And the people that go to bat who have the discovery, they always take a tremendous amount of gunfire. Not in reality, I'm just... You know, trying to make a visual representation for you. Sometimes they actually live this reality. Their life is over before their beliefs are accepted as true. What they stood for in the scientific world, in the scientific domain, because there tends to be a lot of, again, very strong cognitive bias when we have so much invested in being one way and viewing things in that way and someone comes along and they possibly shatter that reality that these people have and you might go on and make a lot of decisions in your life or even invest years of your life believing that things are this way and now you find out it's not that way, it's another way. Oh, fuck. You ruined my paradigm. Everything I believed in. What we tend to do is reject that. Instead, we fucking fight against it. And it's normal. Okay? People do that. People have belief systems, morals, and they stick to them. Violently. Okay, that means it's, it's one of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves is working on a willingness to be wrong. Say, hey, I'm not married to that fucking idea. That's what I thought, but you know what? There's evidence now. I was on the wrong side. It sounded like scientific validity and we believed it for so long. But now there's proof. Otherwise, no one likes to be wrong, but admit it. It's just not that easy to do. It's like a a curiosity instead of just willingness to be wrong. A willingness to discover something different or a new way of looking at something. I mean, you should learn to love it. 
It's amazing to have an ever-evolving way of thinking instead of being stuck like a dinosaur in this Jurassic period. You're always evolving and moving forward with your thinking. That's where you want to be. You're always aware. You're always looking over new principles, new prejudices, and new biases. But most people today are operating from their prejudice and their biases when it comes to their beliefs about science. And that's just where it stops. Once they've decided that, that's where they stay. That's that's where they're operating from. A lot of people have it too. I mean, I'm sure I've got some too. I'm just, I'm not aware of one right now. I can spit out and tell you this is a bias I have. Or I would, because I, I want to be honest on this show with you guys and gals and non-binaries. But I feel that I put most everything under scrutiny that I believe and will readily admit if I am wrong or right or there could be a different opinion that could be valid. So, I understand that just about every belief that I personally carry and the same for all of us under certain circumstances, they're going to be void. They could be put in check. They could be wrong. Just remember this. One point that I will share with you. The most complex thing in the entire universe is the human brain. So what do we do to deserve this powerful brain well what our genes expect of us to have healthy expression is to use this powerful magnificent brain what inputs or influences cause genetic expression or our cell replication to be skewed or to be damaged or to be mutated in negative ways. What are those things? I mean, your brain is in control of so many things from a scientific perspective and you can put it all under scrutiny. What do our genes expect of us? Our genes expect us to move. If we're not proactively moving, then our set of genetic programs, again, we're talking about epigenetics that are expressing and other things are getting silenced based on whether or not we're moving. And so when we get into a culture, which today we are the most sedentary culture in the history of humanity, in the history of humanity, seriously, Sitting on our ass is the most important thing, it seems, for people. Why do you think we're experiencing so much disease? Because you're not fucking moving, man. It's simple. Why do we make it complicated? It's not just because you're eating McDonald's. It's not just because you like candy here and there. That's part of it. Most of it's because you sit on your ass. 
Okay. What a randomized controlled trial say. What are these different meta-analysis? Looking at all the different pieces and understanding that. Now, here's the crazy part. And you got to be open. Even to be wrong. What if being the most sedentary person in the history of humanity unlocks some amazing mutation where we tap into the cosmos or something and we can download free movies and stuff from our brain or whatever? It's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but what if? What if we tapped into an internal fire stick and we get all the free data right from our brain being a sedentary human being everything everything your your deepest desires everything you think not likely just think about the future there's been movies made about this where people don't even live their own lives ready player one all you do is jump into a little VR suit and you're you have a avatar that is exactly how you want to look and how you want to be and you have all the powers and strength and you can do whatever you want to do and operate in a virtual reality world like the Matrix and it feels real to you with the headset on and the the body the hepatic bodysuit that gives you the feelings it, it stimulates your nervous system and you're on a a treadmill that is universally directional. You can go any direction walking. Oh my God, the future is going to be crazy. But keep in mind, circumstances right now do not allow for this. This is just hyperbole. This is talking about the future, but it could happen. And the likelihood is, when is it going to happen? 50 years? 100 years? Fuck, I don't know. But it could. And I'm just telling you, more than likely, it's coming. That's when you know that it's. this is not science anymore. It's not science because it's not definitive. Science is constantly evolving. Science is inclusive. Science is looking at things through multiple perspectives to the best of our ability. Scientists, science is having the audacity to say the person might have the polar opposite belief, but does their data look like let's actually analyze their data and analyze our data and we have a data analysis party, and after that party, we see what comes of it. We don't have that today. That's not it. And this leads to the next discussion. Principles over politics. We don't have that today because politics have imbued itself into science, into the scientific domain, 
It's not that the best idea is running the show. It's that the politically driven idea that's being really used as propaganda is what's driving our decisions. It's evident now more than ever. It's not based on what science really is in its essence because there is so many negative things being done in our society right now to our people, to our families, to our communities against constitutional rights in America, other countries, I don't know. It's not being checked. And for me, I'm not about just making shit up. I want Real, factual truth. I'm about being logical. There's another ingredient, quality, a beauty of science that is completely logical. Straight logic, straight fact. Right now in the United States, we have just north of 330 million citizens. It's nice. That's a good number. Over 242 million of those citizens are clinically obese. Did you hear that? 330 million citizens are here in America. 242 million are clinically obese or overweight. That's a humongous motherfucking problem. I don't have to make it up. Something's wrong. Something is happening. So many people die every single fucking year from obesity connected to complications with insulin resistance, diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, autoimmune disease. The list goes on and on and on. This past year in the world, 700,000 people died from heart disease. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back that up. Not the world. <laughs> United States. In the United States, 700,000 people died from heart disease. You don't hear a fucking thing about this because it's not following the narrative of the government and big pharma compare those numbers to some of the pandemic numbers covid numbers 700,000 people a year die from being fat from being slobs from eating shitty food from no exercise nothing's being talked about it nothing's being stressed about it do you find that peculiar do you think maybe you should take your health a little more seriously? It's business as usual. It's not fucking normal, though. People dying of this high a number every year from, like, heart disease, it just it continues to grow, and we're doing... All we're doing is managing symptoms, we're not helping address the issue. Right now, we've got about 60% of our citizens some degree of heart disease. It's like a ticking time bomb. It's I'm being logical here. Something's wrong. It doesn't add up. With the system 
They govern our health with the education around our health. Why are things so bad? Does it have anything to do with big pharma and control of government and politicians? If you think you're saying is what we're supposed to do, why is it so bad if the school lunch program is fortified to create healthy children? I come from the school lunch program. I got the free lunch ticket. I had chronic fucking asthma. I had infections all the time, bronchitis. I was sick as a motherfucker. I got psoriasis, blah, blah. Anyways, you don't want to hear my life story. Nobody educated me about food or my family. And I guarantee you, if I wouldn't have been living off of Little Debbie's and fucking Dr. Pepper all the time, there might have been a huge improvement in my fucking health as a child. Why does nobody talk about it? Why does nobody bring it up? Because money is involved and greed is involved. And people, you listening and everybody else in this world does not stop these big corporations and government with your voice. We outnumber all of them. We have the power. We can tell them to step down by force. They don't give a fuck about us. They perpetuate programs that keep us sick and on drugs because it makes them money. Oh, I get off on a kick on this shit. Billions of dollars in subsidies go to grow corn that's used for high fructose corn syrup that they use in these Dr. Peppers and Pepsis and Coca-Colas. Billions of dollars every fucking year. Hopefully, you somewhat understand this or know this to some degree. If you don't, what are you doing? You can look this up. It's published in the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA. Shout out to JAMA. Best acronym of any medical journal. It's published in JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association. They sought out to find out what happens when people are consuming these government-subsidized foods that people who are consuming the highest amount of these government-subsidized foods, again, the U.S. government has invested billions upon billions of dollars, taxpayer money, in these cash crops that are largely used for processed foods. That's what they give people. Largely showing up to the drive through window. Whether it's labeled heart healthy or not, it's labeled heart healthy on the cereal. All of these things being considered, whether with their marketing, with this framework or not, 
Here's what's happened. After compiling all of the data, they found that the people who had the highest consumption of government-subsidized food had almost a 40% greater incidence of being obese. Not overweight, obese. It's a different category. It's much worse. Clinically obese. Our government is literally feeding the problem. So for me, it's just being logical. Something's happening here. We're having more cancer, more diabetes, more heart disease, more Alzheimer's, more liver disease, kidneys. Just being logical. Think about it. Do they want this to happen? Are they feeding the problem? Does it benefit them? Does it benefit big pharma? Is there kickbacks involved? Is there little handshakes and slaps and back pats and yo homie, thanks man. Yeah, this is going great, man. Let's go get on the yacht. Let's go take that trip to Bora Bora motherfucking making these motherfuckers fat and dying and we're living large off all the profits on the medications and shit they're taking. But our problem is we turn and we're putting our faith in science of the people who are making us sick. Principles over politics. The science of the politicians and the big pharma companies seems to be swayed or biased a little bit towards their benefit. Get away from their shit. It's all shit. We're tissue. We're human. We're made out of biological stuff. And if we put trash into our system, you are what you fucking eat. Your brain turns into trash. Your muscles are trash. Your organs are trash. Your heart's trash. Keep sticking fucking trash in there. It's all I can afford. There's got to be another way. You're feeding fucking all sorts of shit in you. That is turning your body into a fucking garbage receptacle. You are not making it into a high-performance machine by sticking trash in it. I could go on and on about this, but I mean, this is one of the things I'm most passionate about. I want people to take control of what they're putting in their mouth. Stop drinking sodas and sugary juices and shit like that and drink water or something with no sugar in it. Stop eating prepackaged bags of fucking chips and hamburgers and pizzas and cook your fucking food. Get something natural, make it, season it, you know what's in it. Real foods coming from nature that our ancestors thrived on. Hunter-gathered civilizations that we can still look at today. You look at their health outcomes and look at their blood work. These things compared to average people here in the Western world, it's not comparable. We've got so many examples of how this shit works. We get to decide what we make our bodies out of. Like I said, you are what you eat. And if this isn't being taught in medical school, 
like to a massive degree because it's literally making the tissues that the cardiologist is learning how to interact with and treating patients. Their heart is made from food. We're talking about immunologists. Your immune cells are made from food. They are getting an in-depth, well-thought-out, multiple-perspective education on these things instead of a two-week seminar. We're missing the point, the very foundation of what health is in our society and health care. Based on shit. I have talked enough about this food shit for so many fucking episodes. Fuck food. Fuck drinks. Fuck all this shit. Fuck sugar. Fuck fat processed bullshit garbage. You people know by now. If you choose to eat it, you choose to drink it, then you choose your diseases. You just are basically choosing a horrible way of living while you're alive. Your lifespan, your health span, I should say, your health span, you're going to have shitty health for the life that you get to live, and then your lifespan will be cut short. So let's just move on to something else. How about dedicating yourself to excellence? Whatever it is that you find in your path, whether it's something in your life personally, whether it's excellence within you or your personal health, your spiritual connection, your psychology, excellence within your relationships with your woman or man or children or co-workers, excellence within the work you do itself, excellence within maybe your writing, your artwork, your music, your um, engineering, whatever it might be. Excellence today is unconventional. I mean, it's, it's really unconventional right now. It's strange, but unconventional things like that it actually you, tends to catch on eventually. I mean, things go in trends in the world. And right now, we need to come back to excellence. It might take time, but it'll catch on. We need people to be unconventional, to think different, to express themselves differently, to present excellence in their work and their demonstration and those are the things that usually change society eventually. Create leaders. So stay true to that. Even through excellence, I mean, you can do anything, but it's unconventional. So just stay true to it. Follow through on it. Right now, more than ever, with that mediocrity, that very superficial conformity as well. You need to stand to be a voice and not an echo, echo, echo of a voice. Be a light in the time of shadows. Don't be a shadow yourself. You definitely won't stand out then. All right? We need more. Be more. Because what's conventional is... It's not thinking deeply. 
Conventional is being distracted. What's conventional is to be an imitator. What's conventional is to follow the cookie cutter path that's laid out by society and government and your fellow man and woman next to you. Look at their results. It doesn't help. Do better. We can do better. It's all up to us. So let's move on to better things. This is a wonderful thing to express to you. I just want to emphasize this one. It's very important that you listen and you understand that you can do extraordinary things in the toughest of circumstances, face to face with the devil, with your death, with complete failure, whatever it is. You don't know how strong you actually are. What you're capable of. David Goggins says when you think you are at your physical end and you can't go anymore, you've only given about 40%. There's actually 60% more. Because your brain has a survival mechanism that tries to conserve and save you. Which means you are capable probably of so much more than you are aware of. It may be painful. There may be some suffering. But there is something great on the other side. That's what you have to understand. Pushing through pain, pushing through suffering, finding out what you are truly made of is a wonderful thing to do, to accomplish. Now, how you go about doing that? Well, David Goggins runs crazy freaking ultra marathons. People like to do Spartan races. Some people like to go to the gym and push themselves. Some people go on riding marathons. You got to decide what it is that pushes you to a limit. How long can you stay in the sauna or the ice bath? I mean, I'm not going to just sit here and come up with a ton of shit. But people just take for granted what they have. And it's easy to because they're never pressured. They're never pushed. So what are you going to do when the day comes when you are? How will you know how to handle pressure and pain and suffering? Sometimes you need to put yourself into it. When something really devastating takes place, that's when it spurs us on and helps us remember how important It is to be your best, to be healthy. 
There's so many different things that can become a priority or an object in our lives. But when we're unhealthy, you don't take care of yourself. The one priority is to get back to your best self. It takes over everything else. And so that is how we can prevail in even the toughest circumstances. Because within that pain, you can still show up. You can still do things you had no idea that you had the capacity to do. Remember, just keep in mind, you have no idea how strong you are unless you've tested it. You have no idea what you're capable of unless you have tested it. Probably the greatest moments of you demonstrating your strength is when you were faced with the biggest obstacle in your life and you made it through it. You are here now and these circumstances, the things that we try to do our best to avoid and stay away from struggling and the problems, we all try and avoid this stuff, but it's why I'm a proponent of challenging yourself proactively on a regular basis to build yourself up physically and beyond the physical body. The mind is even more powerful. You build it up so you can handle anything because it's really training for the main event, your life. There's so many ways to train your body and mind for extreme situations. Look up David Goggins. Look up Wim Hof. These characters I have podcasts on. They're extremists. They test themselves in extreme cold, extreme physical adversity. You can test yourself in extreme heat. It doesn't just turn into a physical test. It's a mental test because your mind will tell you to stop. You tell your mind to keep going. You will not die. Take precautions, but I almost guarantee you, your mind's going to tell you, like David Goggins says, when you're at 40%, stop. Don't stop. Keep going because there is literally 60% more that you have that you don't even know about because you've never pushed yourself to achieve it. Reach out. Dig in the depths of your soul. Find something. Whatever it is that motivates you. David Goggins has a cookie jar he reaches into and he remembers when people called him a nigger, when people beat him up, when people did bad things to him, when somebody said he couldn't do it. 
he digs deep and grabs into that cookie jar and remembers those things and those moments. And all of a sudden, his brain gives him a surge of energy and David Goggins does it even when his body wants to quit. That's his way of doing it. You can use his techniques too. He's a fucking amazing human being. I highly recommend looking into him. But just remember, this is not just David Goggins. Every single human being has it in them. It's just how hard or how soft are you? Everybody can harden up a little bit more. It can take some time. But you can do it. Get your mind together. Think externally. Circumstances. What are they? What can you use for motivation? What potential can it have? What value can it have? How can you get growth out of it? You can control your mind, but you have to practice it. And if you practice it through these techniques and also through more mild techniques like meditation, Tai Chi, through doing yoga, there's lots of ways where you can tap into the mind and learn to control that crazy chatter that's always going on in every single human being's mind and grab the best out of it. You can do it bit by bit, day by day, little by little. There's no set rule on how you're supposed to do this. I'm just telling you every single human being can be better. Even a hard motherfucker like David Goggins will tell you he can be better. And he's not giving up. He's trying every day to be a little bit better. So challenge your mind. Challenge your thinking. Get around people who empower you, who hold you accountable. Train your body. Train your exposure to things that challenge you. A lot of folks have really tied in with the benefit of... Some of the things I mentioned like cryotherapy, heat exposure like saunas. Crazy thing is many of our ancestors have utilized strategies like these for thousands and thousands of years to create more resilience. So whatever we can do to challenge ourselves, body and mind and spirit We need to do it to be stronger than we ever knew we could be. Last little tidbit I'll throw in here is look for friends, look for mentors, look for relationships, make bonds with people. Don't isolate yourself from the world in this digital domain that we are walking into. This new technology revolution is segregating people from the real contact of a human being. Don't do that. 
find ways to get in touch with people, to go with walks with people, go on hikes, to go out and have a coffee, to have a meal together, to go, even if it's go out to a bar and have a drink one night with a group of friends, whatever. Don't sit around the, at home just on the Xbox with your headset on talking to people playing Halo. Don't just sit around in an alternate reality all the time. Connect with real people. This is what life is all about. Find support groups. There's no shame in that. What do you, you got uh, some issues maybe? Maybe you got anxiety or depression or something like that? To get on Meetup. Find groups that are in your local area and you can connect with people that are dealing with some issues just like you. That's the best way to get through it is to talk with other people about it. Maybe you just need to find some a group of people that are into physical activities or want to play flag football on the weekends or maybe you need some housewives to get together to talk about some housewife stuff and tips and tricks about doing things around the house. Whatever it is, get together with people. Love people. It's a gift. For us to connect with other people. So love your fellow human beings. And find more ways to get together. Use your imagination. Don't just sit around. On your phone. On your computer. On your video games. And never be involved with people. The scenario we're in right now. Is disconnecting us more and more. From human beings. And we need to stop that. You got to get involved with people. It's what we are structured and born to do is to be tribal to be connected to human beings to interface with them not with masks on not six foot distancing it's to touch people it's to talk to people see their facial expressions to laugh and to have a good time and enjoy being close to one another it releases good hormones in your body it makes you want to stay alive it makes you happy So do that. Don't forget about this shit because you're scared of everything that's going on right now. It's powerful propaganda out there. And wherever you're at, you might have to adhere to some things that are making you not do exactly what you want to. And your mind's very susceptible to propaganda off of the TV and social media and fear tactics. So be weary of that as well. You may find yourself falling into a trap to where you're so scared you don't want to do anything. Don't believe it. Human beings were designed with an immune system that is sufficient and good enough, trust me, to get out there and socialize with other human beings. If it gets to where we have to stay locked up in our houses or put on space helmets or some shit to live our lives, then personally, I would rather not do it. I'd rather go out to the woods. I'll go sleep with a grizzly bear or some shit, you know, or just play Russian roulette until I win. But take heed to that. And life is short. 
you think you're 15 years old, I'm invincible, I'm in my 20s, I'm 25, I still got all this time in the world to figure out what I want to do and take things for granted. 35, well, I'm starting to get up there, man. 45, I'm getting old, 55, fuck, you, you blink and time flies, time goes by so quickly, take advantage of every moment like tomorrow will never come. And that's the last little bit I think I'll leave you with because I've been talking enough. That's all the life lessons at this moment that I would like to throw out there for you people in podcast land. Just remember, I love you guys. I hope that something helpful has come out of this that you've got to listen to or it's entertained you for a little while so you didn't go fucking crazy at work or scrubbing the toilets at the house was a little more enjoyable or whatever the hell you're doing, running errands in your vehicle. Fuck it. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to give you a little education, give you a little motivation, give you a little laugh or some kind of shit like that. So, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it with a very big, fat, five-star, four-star, whatever is the highest star review you can give me. You know I want the highest review I can get. (laughs) And then above and beyond that, if you look for the link for Anchor, you can support the podcast. And I would appreciate it for a dollar a month if you would support the podcast up to $10. Not begging for it, just letting you know it exists. I'll keep putting out free material and you can readily enjoy it and not feel guilty. But if you think that you just can't stand letting me do this and not get paid a little something, I mean, seriously, a dollar a month? How much do you spend on fucking coffee or cigarettes or some other stupid stuff that really isn't going to give back to you that much? Gum. Anyways, a dollar up to ten dollars. Yes, you can donate and I would love you. And it would mean so much to me. So, until the next episode of Keeping It Real... Jay is signing out now, and I hope you have a wonderful day or evening whenever you listen to this. Take care, podcast peeps. Later. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Contact keepingitreal at gmail.com. Email me. Contact keepingitreal at gmail.com.